Welcome to Girl Days, a podcast where we talk about ourselves, all things girly, and the shared woman experience. We're here to build a community of close-knit best friends to make the bad days better and the good days brighter. We're your hosts, Julia Nevodomsky and Autumn Nelson. Let's just start with introducing ourselves. So I'm Julia Nevodomsky and I'm Autumn Nelson and, and we, we are, are Girl, Girl Days. days. Yay, we Yay. were in sync on that one. I know. I'm surprised. We practiced enough, so Autumn and I have filmed this episode. This is the third time? But that one one day, we filmed it how many different times? Oh my gosh. Who knows? Like, Just over it, and over it's like again, It's the though. seventh time that we've filmed this. Yeah, but persist. You must persist yeah. and carry on. I feel like the best way to introduce yourself is to tell like your favorite stories about yourself or like fun stories about yourself okay or should we introduce each other no that's weird yeah I think we should just like tell some of our favorite like memories so do you remember when we went to New York Um, it was when we like first kind of met it was our first New York trip together and you had COVID like before COVID was the thing yes and the last night remember I went on a date with a random guy Yes, is that the guy that had, it was like the long story of like the whole date where like a phone was stolen and stuff? Yeah, that Okay, one. yes, okay, I remember him. Okay, so that's like, I love that story. So basically, it was our last night in New York and I had a flight that I had to catch at four, 6 a.m. So I had to be at the airport, airport at 4. And I went on this date with this guy and the first half is like, boring whatever he took me to this really nice rooftop bar and then the vibes were vibing and he's like do you want to go somewhere else like do you want to go somewhere nicer or do you want to go to like a real New York place and that was only my second time in New York I was like take me to like a local dive bar yeah and so he takes me to this random like we ubered so far away from where we initially were Mm. no idea where I was going that would make me nervous I was, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know why. I just trusted him immediately. Trusting the universe. Yeah. And so he took me and we were having such a fun time. But I remember he freaked out how he's like, someone's going to steal my phone. Like, I don't know if someone bumped into him or like what happened, but he was like convinced someone stole his phone. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. Like you have anger issues. But he's from New York. So he knows like he knows how people operate there. So I'm like, if he's getting a bad feeling when someone bumps into him, I don't know. I would trust it. And girl, you are so right because someone stole his phone. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I remember we were like doing find my iPhone like he could see where his phone was with my phone. Mm -hmm. And but it was like the middle of. It was probably like two o'clock in the morning. It was snowing. I was in heels and a dress. And so we're like chasing this like random person through the streets of New York trying to find his phone. But I could not keep up. So I just hand off my phone to him and I'm like, oh, you, like you go. I didn't even think about it. But oh my God. I'm like, in that the- all could have been a setup though. It totally could have been. It literally could have been like looking back. But in the moment I was like, no, please like go find your phone here. Take mine. And I was, str- I had no idea where I was. It was snowing. I was in a dress and heels. Yeah. You cannot run in that. No, but I was just left. He's like, okay. He took my phone and ran. 
And I was just standing there like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, my God. And where where was it that he left you, like, standing there? I could not tell you. I was, like, a random park. A random park in and New I, York. And I just sat on the bench like, damn, that was stupid. <laughs> like, after it happened and I was alone, and it was weird. Like, no one was out. It was – I felt, like, completely alone in that moment. I was like – Dang, well, I really hope he comes back because I have no idea how to get back to the hotel. Like, I have no phone, nothing. And But you were just sitting there waiting. Yeah, for probably like 20 minutes. And then he finally does come back. Like, I remember him screaming my name and he did not get his phone. But so then we ended up going where he's like, whatever, like... It shows us at this other bar, like, really close to where we are. Like, do you want to come with me? And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. And so I'm, like, asking everyone, like, oh, did you steal this guy's phone? Like, so friendly. Like, and everyone's looking at me like, what? I was like, oh, well, if he did, it's no big deal. Like, he has money. He'll give you money for it. It's just, like, he wants his contacts or whatever. Like, I was like, if you stole it, no big deal. We're not mad. Just give it to us. And meanwhile, this guy's like, no, I'm fucking pissed. (laughs) Yeah, he's like... Probably ready to beat people up. Yeah. And Short king. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. We were the same height. Are you sure? No. I think I could have been taller than him. I remember him being a short king. I do not discriminate on height. Yes, you do. But I'm very thankful that I'm ending up with someone a little bit taller than me. Yeah. Anyway, so we ended up not finding his phone that night. He takes me back to the hotel. And remember you met him. Yes. What did you think of him? I thought he was a short king. I was like, wow, she she picked a short one. Uh, but I he was really nice because I remember I was sick as a dog. I was, I'm pretty sure I'm like patient zero, like the very first patient that ever got COVID ever because it was before anyone even realized that it was a thing and I was in New York. But I remember seeing on the news that, you know, um, the the this virus this new virus that has been detected in jfk where we flew in and i was so sick but i remember you guys came in at like i don't know like three or four in the morning yeah i was because i was going to grab my suitcase because i was like well i gotta i gotta get on the flight out of here like i was still drunk still on a high because i just had like this it was an amazing date he ends up helping me pack my suitcase and we leave well well, I leave he walks me to my uber and I leave and I'm assuming he went home never planned on talking to him again because I lived in San Diego at the time and he lived in New York I got a text message from him when I landed and he was like hey I just wanted to let you know like someone ended up coming to my apartment and dropping off my phone oh yeah he's like I you know you're just like the most amazing person I met like you're so trusting like I really think it was your positive energy like going around and telling everyone like hey it's not a big deal if you stole it like just give it back and he ended up getting his phone back oh my god that's great I would really like to hear his version of the story because like first of all how did that guy find his address so whoever had the phone because they said they just found it but I have a feeling it was the person who stole it yeah probably and he he ended up getting a text message from his dad like his dad texted him and so the guy responded back to the text like hey what's your son's address like i have his phone and he took 
than his phone. Oh my god, everyone involved was very trusting because like that that sketchy like tell me your son's address because I have his phone like that that's kind of sketchy. That could have ended badly. The whole thing could have ended badly, but I guess I love that story about like me cuz it's like well, I feel like it was a moment of innocence and like youth. Yeah. But also I just remember being like I'll be I'll be okay even if he stole my phone I'll figure it out like I'll be okay no matter what yeah you I think you're also really good at reading people too so I think that you you were able to tell that he was a trust a trustworthy guy yeah and I never like I did end up going on dates with him when we went back to New York yeah and I think like he was hoping I would still be that person I was when we went on the date but like it's a part of me, but it's not my entire personality. Yeah. So I ended up not working, which, thank God, because I love my partner now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, I forgot what you were saying. I went on a ta- tangent. Where, did you ask something? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I guess I really like that to kind of be like, that's my character, you know, like trusting but not naive. I would not say that you're a naive person. You don't think so? That story, from that story, if that's all that I heard, I would think, oh, no, she's she. someone's going to hurt her because she's that's, like, naive. But I think that you really are just good at reading the situation and, and reading other people and judging their character. Like, you're good. You're a good judge of character. Yeah, I think I'm a good judge of character and... Also, like, I'm not afraid to, like, help people either. Like, I I like helping people. I like being like, oh, there's a solution. Let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that we have in common. I think that's one of the reasons why we're friends, because we're both very, we're both givers. We are. Yeah. And I love that you were a part of that story. Me too. I always love when I'm also involved. Yeah, right? Who yeah. wouldn't? Yeah. You would think you're a Leo. You would think, but no, like no part of me. I think my moon is Gemini. I'm like mostly Gemini, even though I'm technically a Libra. I I know exactly that you, like you are a Gemini. Yeah, I really am. Like I don't see you as a Libra at all. Me neither, except for when, now I would say some Libra qualities about me. I would say that I'm a very fair person. I believe in even playing fields. Um, I'm a grudge holder. Yeah. I I know that I'm a grudge holder, but I'm I'm like like fair and square. You know, I see both sides of the story. Um I also like to play devil's advocate. Even though it seems like whenever I'm talking to you, you're usually the one playing devil's advocate. I, know. <laughs> I think that's my Aries coming out. I think so too. I think that's just you wanting to fight. Yeah, cuz I feel like that's the only time I'm really a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when we're having conversations or something. Yeah, I would say so. But I I think I don't know. I have like two there's like two different versions of me, which is why I think I'm a Gemini. What version are you going to show up as for this podcast? For this podcast, I want to show up as like the the original The original autumn, like the autumn that was before I really took off with my career and developed like a whole separate personality for my career. Mm. Yeah. How is she different than career autumn? She's, um, I think she's, she's more humble and like maybe even more shy. Um, 
but that's a good question. See, this is this is like a, a good journal prompt for me. Um, I would say that I'm less extroverted. Okay. So maybe I want to show up as the other autumn. Um, I want you to show up as I feel like both I know both autumns very well. I feel like I do. I don't know if I do. No, I think you do. Um and I think both are you and both are very special. And both you should show up as. I don't think one's better than the other. No, they're just different. Both are authentic. But for podcasting, I think being more extroverted is, you know, that's, it's the way to go. Because people like charismatic, you know, they like, um, like, lively and fun and bubbly. and. I think we just need to be ourselves. Yeah. And, like, it's okay to not be like that all the time. Because no one's like that all the time. Yeah, that's true. And it's like seeing people on social media that are always like that. Like, I'm like, I roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah, the energy. And, and you can also tell when a person is, is trying to be, like, lively and, and bubbly. But it's it's not authentic. You know, you can tell when it's an act. Yeah. And it, I don't know, for me, it, it just it feels, like, cringy. Even though I know that they're just, like, doing their job. You know, they're just trying to make content that other people want to see. But it comes off as, like, unauthentic. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so what's one story you want to share that you feel like kind of describes you or just gives someone listening, like, an inside scoop into Autumn? A favorite story about myself, let's see. I think one of my favorite memories is um, when I was – it was back when I was working in eye care. And, and, you know, I – before I started – only fans and everything. I I was very much like to myself. Like I had friends and I um didn't share a lot of my personal life with people. Um so I was working in eye care and it was like at the end of the day, you know, we were finishing up with the last patient and um someone was asking me, "What are you going to do when you get home?" It was a doctor. Mm-hmm. The doctor was asking me like, "What, you know, what are you like basically what are your plans for tonight?" And at the time, I was working on a painting that I had named, before I even finished the painting, I named um, Diabetic Neuropathy. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, can you explain the name before you keep going? Yeah, so, okay, so, um, and what I was doing in ophthalmology was I, or one of my jobs was to take photos of the insides of of people's eyes. So I would take photos of their retina and it was diabetic patients. And when you have really bad diabetes, there are little tiny blood vessels in your retina that form. They're called neo like neo blood vessels or something like that. And they they burst because they're really weak because they're mm-hmm. they're babies. And when your blood sugar gets really high it releases like a lot of blood into Wait, your eye. Is this for babies? No, neo means new. But what's babies? You said something on babies. Oh, they're baby blood vessels. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah. it's in an adult. Yeah, it's an adult. Um, it's usually an older person, but the blood vessels are new. They had just formed, and so they're weak and they break, and so it leaks blood like into your eye, and it affects your vision like basically you you go blind from it and so we would have them drink um fluorescein 
and then the fluorescein would go to their blood vessels and it would show up in the photos. But the photos that I took were so, they were gorgeous. It looked like a galaxy. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, like it's all connected, like your eye and like how it looks like a galaxy, like everything is connected. And so I thought that was so beautiful and I wanted to paint it. Mm-hmm. And I, um, so I was working on this painting it ended up looking nothing like uh, what I had envisioned. But that's kind of the thing with art. You know, it takes its own course. But anyways, you know, I told the doctor I'm uh, I'm working on one of these paintings. I'm probably going to finish that tonight. And so he was like, oh, I didn't know you painted. And so he asked me, can you show me one of your paintings? And so, you know, I was like, sure. And I pulled up um, some of my paintings on my phone And at the time, I, you know, I was just like a, I just painted like as a hobby. It wasn't, it wasn't anything I was like really taking seriously. And he was shooketh. Like he, he was so surprised. And I was surprised that he liked the paintings, you know, like I thought I was going to be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. But he, he really like took interest and he, he was like looking at all of the details of the paintings and he, um, he he was like, you're a really, really good painter. And he wasn't even like that nice of a doctor. <laughs> and oh, no. <laughs> so I, I was just shocked, like hearing this from him. And I was like, maybe I should, maybe I could actually like start taking art seriously and, and um, like paint seriously. And so, so I did like ever since that moment, I've like, I've seen myself as a uh, like I've taken myself seriously. Yeah. You know Was he I mean? the first person to say something like that to you? Yeah, I mean he's kind of the first person that I I showed my art to. He like he's the first person that even really saw my my art. So, um yeah, he was a he was the first to tell me that and um yeah, and it it just it gave me like the most it's hard to describe the feeling, but it it gave me a, a certain like feeling. Validation, or yeah, it gave me validation, but um, almost like a not an epiphany, but it just really like opened my eyes to see that I I could take myself seriously as an artist, and so I did. Yeah, and I love how it took you like one person saying it to be like, oh yeah, like fuck yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah, because you can tell when they're genuine, you know, mm-hmm. when they're when they're actually genuine, and especially when it's like out of their character to to take interest in something like that. So it, I mean, they they believed that I was an artist, and so so it just made me believe. And now we have all these beautiful paintings up here to thank to that one person. Yeah, but I think it's more so to thank to you. It has been a long journey. It's there's been lots of ups and downs. Um, I think one thing that really gets to me about my art is is my perfectionism. So I have so many pieces that I'll start, and I I really like how it's going. I like the way it looks, but it's not perfect. And so I I consider them all like not finished yet because it's not like it's not it doesn't look exactly how I see it in my head. And so I have all of these unfinished pieces, and I I think that perfectionism really um 
gets in my way. It's one of my biggest blocks, I would say, in my art career. Yeah, and what do they say? Art is never finished. It's only abandoned. Yes, that I've was... I've heard that uh, from you. <laughs> it, yeah, you have. I think that was uh, Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Maybe Da Vinci. One of the big ones. Anyway. Yeah. One of the old men. <laughs> yeah, one of the old men. Yeah, I think that's like, even with this podcast, like we, it's been a New Year's resolution for us to film this podcast. and But we, a dream of ours for years. Yeah. And we have had to start over several times to get this one episode to you guys. Yeah. But I think that's what's important is like, is knowing when it's perfectionism or when you just have to scrap something and move on and try again. Yeah, when it's just part of the process. Yeah, when it's like learning a new skill because they're podcasting, like the people who do it make it look easy. Yeah, they really do. It, it just looks so perfect. And I guess that's the editing afterwards, but it, it looks, um, it looks difficult. But it's also the the settings the preparation before like knowing there's so much equipment that I didn't realize was going to be involved yeah um but yeah I think you know maybe the old me would have given up by now and like moved on to the next thing yeah but I feel really called to this as well but I also feel like it's like getting older of being like no like just keep going keep going and with any skill, like any new thing that you do, there's going to be a, a big learning curve. Mm-hmm. But I think you were right about when you said it's there's a difference between a learning curve and perfectionism. Yeah. So how do you... Because I, I don't know if I... I guess in certain things I, I deal with perfectionism, but... Like what? Um... Well, like, for example, like, modeling Mm -hmm. and how I look, I'm always like, well, I don't want to apply to a new agency because I need to be like this. I need my acne to clear up. I need to lose 10 pounds, like, whatever it is. Yeah, I've heard you say that over and over and over. But then other things, I'm like, eh, it's good enough. Like, if I make myself an Instagram reel, it could be thrown together in five minutes and like not perfect but I'm like eh, it's good enough yeah but what do you have perfectionism about I would say um it's probably my content that I make for social media I have I have some perfectionism about that oh I know yeah <laughs> I feel like I'm the one that has to be like autumn really look at this like no one's gonna look at this for this long right like all of the editing that I do it when you look at the before and after it's like there's not that big of a difference but to me like to me it's huge it's like a like this will make or break you know this is the difference between a a good clip and a bad clip when really it it looks like not really different at all no like i'm telling you guys it's the exact same like there's very little difference (laughs) but to me like the small nuances like it all matters when it really doesn't, like hindsight, when I when I like really step back and think about it, it doesn't matter. But you know, when you're in the moment, mm-hmm. when you're in the moment of, of um, creating, whether it's painting or making content, it's hard to to take that step back and realize that these small details that you're stressing over, 
do not even matter. It's just yeah. preventing you from posting the thing or finishing the painting. Mm-hmm. I agree. So what are some things you've never done because of perfectionism? Um, oh my God, like a, a lot of things. There's been a lot of things. I would say one thing, um, before I started painting, I was really into photography. So I think that that would be one for me because I, I, it was hard for me to, to find the, the perfect photos, the perfect angle, you know, the perfect subject. And, uh, I think that, that ended up making me give up photography do you ever wonder when it comes to like giving up something like is it your perfectionism or was that thing just not for you yeah like because I think that you are meant to try all all the different things you know you're meant to try all the things and and see like what what's aligned with you what feels authentic to you you know like what really like brings you joy and you know sometimes you you try something and it it just wasn't you know it just wasn't meant for you it was just meant to be a taste yeah it's not the beautiful thing about life it's like we get to taste so many different like hobbies or cultures or experiences it's like I love that we don't have to commit to one thing like I feel like I've already lived so many different lives yeah. You know, like going from like a college student to working in a movie theater to working in retail to oh, being an Uber driver. You've to, had so many different jobs. To being a model to working in social media, like now to being a podcast host. Like I didn't realize until a few days ago, I love that about myself is, you know, and all those things I was not perfect at. Yeah. Maybe working in retail. I was you were, really good. You were at perfect that. at that? Yeah, I was really good. I don't see you being a salesman. No, but I was really good at being a manager. Oh yeah. I can see you being a good manager. Yeah, I feel like I really connected with my team and I miss that. And that's probably why I wanna film this podcast is just to connect with people. Yeah, connect with other I think that's um that's one of the things another thing that we have in common is we're we're both um we both love other people. We both love connecting mm. with other people. Yeah. And connecting with the right people. Because, I mean, I think that's why I stopped uploading on Instagram. It's just so many men. Yeah. It's, it's hard to connect with men, especially on Instagram. But I think if I did let perfectionism get to me, I wouldn't be able to do those many different things. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a double-edged sword because I do think, like, especially since Autumn and I work together, like, the content as far as, like, taking that, for example, it's like being a perfectionist in one sense is helpful, but also having somebody be like, it's good enough. Like, you need to have that balance. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like we need to have that balance in life. So I think that's, you know, one of the, I think it's one of the most, like, important things in every aspect of life but it's I think it's something that we also all struggle with um you know finding the balance and and your health and finding the balance and like working out or in your career and you know juggling your career with with home time 
not for me per se because i am a libra and like you know <laughs> my my sign is the scale so balance is that's i think it it comes pretty naturally to me so that's one of the perks of being a libra i don't know what we're going off on <laughs> i don't either <laughs> i don't either what's going on i don't know i think it's i think it's just the pressure i think i just have period brain period brain yeah Yeah. some brain fog this has been a rough period yeah i am just bleeding everywhere a big bloodbath (laughs) a big bloodbath well last time i was with you i had to sit on a towel last period i remember that yeah just god damn there's so much blood and you can't use tampons can you no, my anxiety. <laughs> so what is it about the tampon that, like, makes you worried about it? The toxic shock syndrome. Yeah, but if you just change it out. And, like, I'll be honest, if we're being completely authentic here, which is, like, the goal of the podcast, I put in a tampon before we went on this, like, wilderness survival class thing. And then I forgot about it. And it was in for 24 hours Holy before shit. I took it out. Now, this is the, you know, it was the very last day of my period. And I'm really just like spotting at that point. But it was like, I left it in for 24 hours. So I don't think it happens as often as, as you know, people scare you into thinking that it happens. And it does happen. Like, you should never do that. I like, that's definitely not something that I would encourage. But you should, like... It's about balance, right? I, know. I don't know what it. I I remember when I started my period and I read the box in detail about tampons, and that's when I learned about toxic shock syndrome. But it's like again, TMI is like putting a tampon in and then getting it out is the hardest thing for me. Why? Because I just clench. I cannot relax to There's get that There's a string, out. though. I am afraid that I'm going to pull it so hard that the string's going to break. And but then I, you just reach in there. Girl, it's just, I don't know. I it get, like, talking about this it makes my hands sweat. That is, see, your anxiety, you have a lot of anxiety. I have a lot, a lot of anxiety. We could do a whole episode on anxiety. And we will, because that is a really big thing in both of our lives. But I don't think I could give you any good advice. I can just make you laugh yeah. over what makes me anxious. Yeah, I feel like you're you're the one who's dealing with anxiety, but it is it does like control a lot of your life. But mm-hmm. I I have healed a lot of my anxiety, luckily. Really? Yeah. What was something big? Just a quick, we'll go into depth later, but like what's something you like healed? So I, one of the things that, um, that I was most anxious about is, um, it's just like my health. And so like, I, I have really bad gallstones and every woman in my family has had their gallbladder removed. So, you know, it's a genetic thing. And I had this gallbladder attack where one of the gallstones was lodged or something. And ever since then, it's that happened when I was really young, like 12 years old or something. But ever since then, any little pain that I would feel in any part of my body, I would think that I'm going to die. Like, I was certain that I was going to die um, from any little pain. And... 
ever since I started working with my life coach, I, I don't feel that anymore. Like it was, it was not last night, but the night before Mm -hmm. I woke up and I had this like huge stitch in my side. Like, you know how you, when you get like a stitch in your ribs and it's like this really sharp pain anytime you like breathe in. Yeah. Well, it was like a big one and it lasted for a really long time. And, um, it was like breathing in and breathing out. Like it, it was huge. And like a whole, my whole side just it felt like I was being stabbed breathing in and breathing out but I knew that oh it's just the muscles in my ribs that are cramping and I'm I'm literally fine and I was able to go back to sleep that's pretty amazing it really is I mean it takes such a huge burden out of your life like healing your anxiety yeah I've had anxiety since I was two before I was two I don't I I just for some reason I know this is terrible but I just don't see my life without being anxious about something well what if you just like started with one thing like the tampon for example because Mm, you know that (laughs) or taking a pill but I think the tampon that's too scary oh my god But with the tampon, though, like, I can walk you through it. Like, if you, like, let's say the tampon doesn't have a string at all. Oh, no. If you just push, if you just push, like, you're pooping, it will discard itself. Like, it will just push out. It'll fall out if you just push, like, you're pooping. Yeah, but also there's, like, all the, like, how, how do you use tampons with all, like, the chemicals in there? What? I mean, I get organic tampons there's like a well also like the cotton can cause like micro tears in your vagina and that can lead to infection like there's more than it just getting stuck for me yeah but like i mean also like us putting on these headphones like there could have been cockroaches in the headphones that fall in our (laughs) ears like yeah there anything could happen absolutely but but is it likely like no probably not i feel like if we're gonna work on anything for my anxiety, we have to start smaller. The pills is a big thing. The tampons is a big thing. The flying is a huge thing. That's the biggest. Um, I don't know what's something, a medium thing I can think of off of the top of my head. What's like a small thing? Maybe eating asparagus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can start with eating as- or celery, asparagus, celery. No, that's... It's not that I'm scared. I just and will eat it and choke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not like I'm going to run and hide from asparagus. But maybe it's it's feel like in, in the moment where, you know, there's like a string like halfway down your throat and halfway in your mouth. Because that's the thing that chokes you, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, I, I know that feeling. I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's like the string that, that's like in your throat, but like also in your mouth. Yeah. But like, what if you like, you realize that you're feeling fear and you address it you talk to yourself and you think your fear and this is a therapy technique I learned from my life coach but you you think the fear like it's another person for keeping you safe because that's why you have it that's why it's there can I stop you for two seconds but like what I'm doing when it's getting stuck is (laughs) so i'm not thinking about anything other than (laughs) well you have to you have to catch you be like okay this is this is the thing this is the thing that we were just talking about and then i have to stop coughing it up 
and think about what we're talking about yeah because you're fine it's like it's going down your your esophagus it's not going down your trachea like you were not in a life or death situation you um you know you're probably like swallowing and coughing but like also think like i'm feeling fear and but there and thank you fear for keeping me safe but you are not needed here all I have to do is either swallow the damn asparagus <laughs> <laughs> or pull the string out of my throat and I'm fine. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll have dinner after this and we can get some asparagus. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm surprised you even eat asparagus because you're not a veggie girl. There are certain veggies that, that are... And this, this is like one of those um, layered topics but there are some vegetables that I do love eating and asparagus is one of them I love eating vegetables by the way like I've always eaten a lot of vegetables all my life but I've just learned a lot of things recently um like spinach will give you kidney stones because it has a lot of oxalates so you know I I don't eat spinach anymore but asparagus is it's a really good one we well, I guess maybe this episode will be where we talk about all the upcoming episodes because I feel like that would be an interesting episode. Like what it's like to be married to like a who Andrew Huberman husband, a Huberman husband. Yeah, a daddy Huberman husband. Yeah, because you have so many interesting little things. Yeah, yeah, we really do like sleeping on the floor. Um, because it helps your, it helps your back. It helps, it just like helps your body. It helps you sleep better. So we sleep on the floor, like next to our bed sometimes. Um, there, there's like a lot of, a lot of topics we could touch on. Yeah. For that. Just, a, we do need a wellness, uh, podcast. Yeah. Or not podcast, but a wellness episode. So I feel like we have both really had positive like we've gotten better about our health yeah we've both made a lot of changes i think even recently Mm -hmm. and we've both um we've come a long way too i'm shocked that i'm on week four of running week four yeah it hasn't been four weeks it's been four days no 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 so the first two weeks i just hot girl walked oh okay but i'm counting that Cause that's like the buildup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it I'm counts. out there, I'm making it a habit. Yeah. And so last week is when I started running. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I guess last week. Going into this week is week four. Um. What else should we? How should we wrap this up? I don't know. So I hope this episode makes a little bit of sense. I feel like I hope you got to know us a little bit better. I think you'll definitely get to know us. In the next couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll um, talk a bit more, you know, introduce ourselves a, a little bit more in the next mm-hmm. few. But we would also really like to get to know you guys. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see comments and, yeah, introductions of yourselves. And yeah, we want to make sure we're not just talking to ourselves the whole time. You, you're our besties. Our besties. Girl days. Girl days. Okay, we can end it there. Okay. Thanks for listening to Girl Days. We'll be back here next Thursday to catch up and hang out.